This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They come from the past and the future. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Listen. With the single most important interview since God talked to Moses. The voices you are hearing are the voices from Krypton. Thanks for joining us for the third and final part of our interview with Stargate SG-1 co-creator Brad Wright. On this installment of the Voices from Krypton podcast, I'm your host, Ed Gross. One of the things we've spoken about repeatedly is the fact that you are such a fan of science fiction. And, you know, in the days I, I, I look back at the original Star Trek, I think I even look at Stargate, you know, and, and say that this is a great opportunity to explore issues within a science fiction setting. Yes. Is... Is today's world as conducive for that in the sense of people don't seem to want to deal with issues and, and, and stuff as much as maybe they used to? And I just wonder where you think sci-fi in general's place, and I guess you could narrow it down to Stargate, but but the place in today's world, what do you think of sci-fi's place? Good sci-fi, good sci-fi has at its core um uh the issue of the episode is often a powerful moral dilemma. And, and a moral dilemma is often at the core of uh, human society and the mm-hmm. civilization, like the, the anti-vaxxer movement, for example, you know, is, I don't get it. I absolutely don't understand why people wouldn't just stick a needle in their arm and, um, and, you know, maybe live if they have a disease. <laughs> there is that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have no issue for it for polio, or maybe they do now. Well, now they're anti-polio people out there too, though. I guess they are. Shots. And my, but, but it, it, it just seems so bizarre to me. So it, it's hard. It's hard to do whataboutism with some issues in science fiction. Uh, also, we're a little bit more sophisticated. Star Trek, the original series, did an episode where two of the characters were black on one side of their face and white on the Yeah, face. it's a little over the top, yeah. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. Um, I love Frank Gorshin, though, and he pulled it off. Uh, and... Um, and, it was season three, I will say, in the show's defense. In this, it's true. <laughs> just to say, it was season three. Good, it's true. Um, we have to be a little more sophisticated. If we do, uh, you know, I I love hiding moral issue, uh, or or a, a, a point 
in, in, uh, in an episode and somebody who I guarantee you I would not agree with politi politically posts that they love the episode. And they go, really? Really, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because I was kind of dissing your point of view there and you didn't notice. <laughs> you didn't catch it, did you? Yeah. You must be a network executive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I like, I like shining a light on, on, on things in science fiction. And I just think we're a little bit more sophisticated. And so it requires a little more nuance. Yeah. Uh, a, a great, a great example. Somebody in the AMA yesterday said in travelers of travelers that, that, that it openly, uh, this is Christianity and it's true. Some of the characters do. Uh, but those characters do. There's also a character in Travelers that is the most Christian human being I've ever put on screen without saying he's a Christian. Right. And they didn't recognize that. Of course. And that's the part that floors me. There's people who just cannot see what is right in front of them. Um, when, when, unless it's, you know, black on one face and white on the other. <laughs> To, again to season go, three good go back to season two. i love the i love the original series and it is on every day and i yeah. and i if i'm in my little gym and it's and there's one of the good ones on i will watch it oh yeah and if it's one of the bad ones i'll probably still watch it yep <laughs> kirk spock and mccoy baby it is <laughs> the one it. the one that i loved i loved it where where uh parallel evolution they loved parallel evolution where uh you know gangsters were gangsters and and uh, you know there was a fight between the Kongs and the Yangs, and you know they had a, exactly the same constitution. Oh yeah, we the people. <laughs> exactly. Shatters. I didn't recognize them because you pronounced them so badly. That's right. <laughs> but but and I love when he goes. He has that slow thing, and he builds up to the he goes. We the people read those words. They have yeah. to mean something for everyone, and it means nothing for nothing for anyone. Yeah, exactly. Good line reading. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm one of those people who, who think that's a, a powerful Captain Kirk moment. And and yeah. and Shatner at his best wasn't always a great actor, but I bought it. Uh, but he could get away with it as Kirk. He could. You know what I mean? If somehow that blending of actor and, and character yeah. allowed that's him to true. pull off even those over-the-top moments, you know? Oh, God. I love some of them. Are. Huh? I love over the top, and and yeah. I, I I I have said this a hundred times. Uh, if if uh, and like Robert Carlyle, said, did you uh, you know was that what do you think that's going? To, if I go too big, and I said Bobby, there's no such thing in my in my vocabulary is too big because if it's honest, it can be any size. Right. If it's dishonest, it doesn't matter how small you are. <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's coming from an honest place in a performance, you can be as big as the world, and it's wonderful. Great actors who have that at their core can can do it. Yeah. That's why that's why maybe Shatner falls just a little short of that level, but uh, you know, hell it was 1969, I guess at that point, and uh, when the show ended, yeah, yeah. damn powerful. You know, but you know, yeah, he can have those moments where he failed, but the moments where he's good, yeah, he's oh, amazing. God. I mean, amazing. he's just, uh, you know, it's uh, like I, <laughs> I just watched on the big screen. I went to see the 40th anniversary screening of the Wrath of Khan. I love one of my favorite movies, probably it's, top two. 
It's so good. I mean, first of all, it's aged so well, which is like uh, shocking to me. Probably right? the best space battle ever on on film. The Reliant and, and the Enterprise, right? Oh, and they're crossing they each other. But they created the circumstances that stopped it from being a high speed space battle. Yep. You know, and and it's two. It was it was two Brigadoons. You know, uh, broadsiding each other. It and that's Star like, Trek, just... right? Star Trek was never. Star Wars with ships zipping around and doing the crazy. No, you know, no, it was like two rumbling old, you know, frigates. Just you know, and 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 I, you know, the 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 phaser itself was 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 like I'm sure that's where they got the element. It was squirting water. You know, it was not yeah, yeah, right. flying right. beam. It was quite, it was quite short, you know, range looking. Like it yeah. couldn't really hit anybody from a distance with that's kind of splashing everywhere <laughs> right no absolutely yeah but the, but my point um, about that bringing that up was though shatner has two moments which are both sides of him but excellent is when he talks to carol marcus he goes you know you show me a son who doesn't want anything to do with me and a man out there wants to kill me i haven't seen in 15 years right and it's i feel old and worn out and all that and then he goes which, i don't like to lose <laughs> I, you know, he bites the apple and also later and in that scene right before that when he goes to Khan when he goes Kirk you're still alive my old friend he goes still old friend you managed to kill just about everybody else but like, like a poor, poor marksman you missing, missing the, the target <laughs> <laughs> but that's to me those are two great moments and I don't like to lose is, is amazing also uh, but that's two great moments of Shatner and his the disparity almost of, of his performance where you have the subtle guy who's sitting there saying you know i feel old worn out and this other guy is like you managed to kill just about everybody else oh yeah. and i and, and and another great moment where, where his rare showing of humility um you did it sir i did nothing i got caught with my britches down that's right that's right that's a fucking great line it's so good that's my big question though between the end of wrath of Khan and the beginning of search for spock right if you were to cut these two moments together it'd like make no sense where Bones goes, Jim, you okay? How do you feel? Well, that's a setup for a line. And he yeah. just goes, I feel young. I feel young. Yeah. Right? And then you cut to Star Trek Three. The death of Spock is like an open wound. Wait, what? <laughs> We're just feeling young. What happened? I don't understand. Yeah, this is taking place like two minutes later. And it's like, you know, or not two minutes, but you know what I mean? It's like. Well, he did just build a new world. Yeah. From scratch. That's true. He did. <laughs> Did. Yep. So anyway, it's great stuff. But uh, uh, it's, it's a, it is a it is a movie that I if it's eleven o'clock at night and I happen to pass it on a channel, I watch it to the next commercial. Yeah. I have well, it, and then of course the next commercial is nine minutes long, so because it's eleven o'clock at night, so I <laughs> I, I then I go to bed. But there is was- a section of that movie that I don't like. No, it's 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 even a moment like when they bring Scotty's nephew onto the bridge, right after he's been injured and killed in the uh, thing with Khan in the battle, right? Yeah. They cut to Spock, and all he does is close his eyes. But it's emotion. It's it, but it's it's such a difference, and I feel like that's a carryover from Star Trek: The Motion Picture, right? He merged with Viger yeah. and came out of that. Jim, the simple feeling is beyond what Viger can feel. And then you get that subtlety of the moment of Leonard Nimoy closing his eyes. I thought that was brilliant. I, I, I feel like there's something cut out of that. I think that's an edit. Maybe. Watch it again. Yeah. Because Scotty shows up holding his son, nephew. Definitely. I think it's his nephew. Yeah, it's his nephew. You know, 
why he brings a body all nobody knows <laughs> he walked he walked from engineering which presumably is several decks down got in an elevator mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're gonna think it out like that brad sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah or music oh, plays your back. not sick bay right right he brings the bridge. The bridge. yeah okay i'll give you that and that's and, that, and that's maybe what nimoy was doing he was like oh, why is he Bridge. Yeah. Even Kirkshin said, Scotty, get that dead body off the Scotty, bridge. What's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> something. I don't know. You know. But uh it's uh it's uh yeah, because then they got back into the elevator and went down to sick bay. Yeah, one just one stop shopping. Just he might have been he might have been okay if he hadn't stopped by the bridge. Yeah, maybe he might have survived. Oh. Now we got a lot of thinking to do here. Maybe the movie's oh, not now as I good found a flaw and the best movie ever. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> That's like my son was that one day was listening to, uh, you know, I'm a big, huge Beatles fan. And unfortunately, my children have been somewhat infected with it. And they were listening to the McCartney demo of the Badfinger song, Come and Get It. You know that song? Yeah. If you, right? If you and want it, it is, is come and get it. it. This won't be on the podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got to hear I said, I don't think I'm a good singer. Um, but my son is listening. He's really enjoying this song, right? And he goes, you love this song, right? I said, yeah, I love this. I love it's Paul McCartney, you know, singing. You know, it's a bad finger doing a Paul McCartney song. I said, I love it. I said, although, you know, the song really goes in a circle. It doesn't do anything. It's, it doesn't, it's not a song about anything. And he just looks at me and goes, Thanks for ruining the song for me, Dad. <laughs> but it's true. Well, it's the same verse yeah. over and over again. I mean, yeah. that's all it is. You know? But, uh, yeah. So yeah. I just, and so we just wrecked the Wrath of Khan. Um, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's a great movie. And yeah. it's the best one out of all of them. Yes. You know, new, old and new. I agree. Uh, and, and I just... There's just there's just some of the some like the one with the faces that they stretched around the back of their heads. I was like, why, why? This is oh, the story. Uh, um, <clears throat> resurrection, not insurrection. That's it. Star Trek Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? I don't even know what that movie was. <laughs> it's like, how do you go from First Contact to that? I don't understand. I don't even particularly like First Contact. Oh, I thought it was good uh, for what it it's was. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Like Star Trek Four is good. Um, oh, I love the one with the whales. <laughs> uh, everybody remember where we parked? That, I mean, I thought it had some really great One of the funniest, probably the funniest of all of them. Great film. Oh, it was. Yeah. And it, you know what? And it had the great, what I felt captured Star Trek in a nutshell is when uh, he and uh, Kirk and Julian Anderson, uh, Julian Anderson, uh, Julian Taylor, the, the marine biologist, are looking at the whales in the tank. And Kirk just delivers the line, you know, it's ironic. When man was hunting down these creatures, he was destroying his own future. It's like quintessential Star Trek. In one line, it captures yeah. the philosophy of Star Trek right there. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I latch on to silly things, but that's one. No, I, you're right. But again, again, that's something that you could put in a script uh, in a way that is, would be harder to do today, film or television. Because the audience mm. is a little too too sophisticated. That right, and that's yeah. kind of what I meant when I asked about the sci-fi dealing. But with isn't it. that? I mean, it, it, it can you can still do it. You just yeah. have to be a little less on the nose. And yeah, it's still doable. Absolutely. I mean, West Travelers. I mean, tra- if Travelers is a lot of Travelers is about people from the future coming back to this point in time because this is when it all went to rat shit, and they're trying to change 
the path. Look out the window, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it was kind of okay for some of those characters to overtly say some of those things, but um, uh, there was still, hopefully still enough nuance that it wasn't so on the nose all right. the time. Right. I guess because I grew up with the original Star Trek and stuff, being on the nose, I'm not talking about half white, half black face. That's too much even for me. I knew it was too much when I was nine years old. Uh, but, uh, uh, but but I don't mind even like Kirk's line in Star Trek four to me still has resonance, but maybe that's because I grew up with that sort of yeah. less than subtle dealing with messages, you know? Um, there's there's some pretty, there's some pretty, I mean, they, they, they took some big swings and misses on some episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that you know just nobody would remember but what of lazarus i hate that freaking episode it, it's the alternate, terrible the alternative factor it's horrible it's and they terrible. tried to give it weight at the end when kirk solemnly said those words but mr smock one of lazarus i know and then he repeated it <laughs> one yeah. of lazarus he says it twice if my memory serves correctly you're correct and like and it's like no it didn't work the first time it didn't work the second time <laughs> and i watched i watched it I, again uh relatively recently like within the last couple of years as it was on tv yeah because i i thought i hadn't seen an episode before because i hadn't missed i'd missed the beginning and it was and it was good Right. I'm like, what the hell? I don't, I don't remember this. And then, of course, it became the Lazarus episode. And I went, oh, shit, this one. Oh, yeah, that's why. Because you tried to block it out of your head, which is why you don't remember it. Well, I, I think that they were going for something from a director, directorial perspective with the whole, you know, negative and the fighting yeah. that, that they thought was going to be cool. That it was just failed so miserably. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and the, you could blaze that fight music as much as you want. It isn't going to, it just went on and on and on and on. And the oh, yeah. Spaceship portal. Uh, I think the episode ran short, so they had them chasing each other for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was bad. It was, yeah. you know, I just remember there's a lot of filler in there. Um, oh, it was terrible. That, just, just an awful. That's episode. one where that director should have been fired. Yeah. I don't know who it was. I don't remember who directed that particular episode. But yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it, it, it's pretty bad. So, so on that subject of, of dealing with things on the head or less than, you know, more subtly, whatever, whether you do Stargate or not in the new incarnation, what role, I don't know if role is the right word, uh, but what can Stargate represent, do you think, or what can it accomplish in, the tw in 2022 or 2023 as we're going into it? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think I think it can accomplish almost, especially if they do a reboot. Uh, we're at we're right now sort of at a cusp of interplanetary, inter certainly you know we're going to the moon in the next few years. We're going to Mars in the next ten, right. and I think to 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 stir that curiosity of, of a, what, an, you know, going to a new world uh, could be and, 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 and the necessity of humanity reaching out and going to a, a new world uh, at this point in human development. 
you know, I think I think Stargate could could uh, address that. I think uh, you know, I think I think at some point sooner than than we ever did, because I I intended I intended the world to find out about the Stargate program in the in the next SG one movie DVD movie, right? Or at least have it blown open and having them try to slam the lid shut again and, and not, not necessarily be successful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I think the thing that all science fiction does, but certainly Stargate did directly to the here and now was to be a reminder that, that there is other, uh, other than our own navel gazing, uh, uh, there is a world beyond our borders and there are other worlds beyond our world, if you will. Uh, and uh, because, you know, we, we are not thinking as a planet at all. No. I mean, look, if you look at climate change and, and the, and the, uh, the barriers in, in current society to take the necessary steps to avoid it. Uh, we are so far away from the Paris climate goals. Uh, I would say that roughly, you know, almost 50% of America doesn't think that we have to take uh, action against climate change because they don't think God is you know, gonna let anything happen. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with anything we do. And, uh, and that is so short-sighted and so dangerous. It's, it's astounding. But, you know, also, you know, Russia decides to attack Ukraine and, and, uh, and we realize right away, holy shit, no, we're still completely dependent on oil and natural gas yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in Europe, in, in the more advanced, uh, uh, you, know, you know, more aware uh, part of the world, civilization. Clearly not that aware, uh, and so all we're really doing is is paying lip service to to uh, these issues, and uh, and uh, you know while it burns all it burns all around us. I mean, good lord, the smoke in the in, in the summertime where I live in British Columbia, I can go outside. Right. You know, it's like oh, there's going to be long periods of time where there is so much smoke. It is an eleven on a scale of ten. Now you're talking smoke. You're talking smoke from fires. Is that what you're from, saying? Uh, from from uh, wildfires that yeah, are just yeah. out of control because of drought. Right. Um, and that's climate change. Climate change. You know, people say global warming. It's snowing. It's bullshit. It's climate change is more than it's it's you know it's climate, not weather. Climate is not weather. And look at the hurricanes, look at the tornadoes, look at look at the droughts, as you said, the floods that follow. I mean, yeah, that's an issue. It's and it's it's going to be a big, big issue. And I'm afraid and I'm concerned that by the time it becomes obvious, the, we'll be so far past the tipping point. Yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I'm going to have a grandchild. Uh, uh, I've recently found out. And, oh, and congratulations. It, it was, thank you. And it was, uh, and it was scary for that reason. Yeah. Because now, now, they will be dealing with issues that will be uh, part of uh, an issue 
my generation was supposed to face and failed miserably. The fact that you did the Reddit yesterday and, and the fact that we've had this extensive conversation about Stargate and they're getting ready to gear up Stargate again in, in some form. What do you think the legacy of what you did is, if you can look at it and say, this is the legacy of what we created? I, I can't think of it as, as a legacy of any one of us. Okay. Uh, I, I just, it's just, it's inappropriate. It's, it's uh, like I said, when we talked uh, about in the books uh, about, you know, what are the best episodes? They're all Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny thing, but okay. Uh, but, um, but I think it, I think it will be a show looked on fondly for, for another I mean, like the original series was on when I was, you know, nine years old, eight years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, six years old, actually, is when I started it. I was born in 61. And, and if when I'm in, that would mean that Stargate would still be on television, if there is still television, if I, when I'm in my 80s. Right. That will be interesting to see if, if that's still the case it'll be very interesting and it'll be very very interesting to see whatever they they're going to do something yeah i'm now in the cheap seats with everybody else wondering what that is and that's uh scary to a certain extent it's freeing to another extent because now uh when they when a giant chunk of the uh, viewership hates it no matter how good it is <laughs> right it, i'm sorry there's just there's just too many viewpoints out there about what stargate should be beyond the obvious threats that i pointed right. out earlier I'm, I'm very curious to see how the world responds to uh to whatever comes next and uh and i hope even if I'm, you know, aboard as a consultant, uh, that, and even if I'm not, that that it has that that one element that I think makes Stargate Stargate, um, and well, those few elements that make Stargate Stargate: the humor, the rootedness in the here and now, and and the uh, and the characters being relatable because they're 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 us. So uh, let's, we'll see what happens. We hope you've enjoyed this wide-ranging conversation with Brad Wright. As mentioned earlier, check out Brad's time travel series, Travelers, on Netflix. And get up-to-date news on Stargate at GateWorld.net and in-depth interviews with cast and crew on the YouTube channel, Dial the Gate. On top of all that, there's my oral history book on the show, Chevron's Locked, coming from Nacelle Books this April. Please subscribe to this podcast, give us a five-star review, and tell your friends about us. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.